Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined today by my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof. Before we start, just as a reminder, our books, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, it's a renewed and reformed look at the Franciscan penitential life available on Amazon, as are my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. As well as those, you can contact us by way of sacredhearthealingministries.com for human and spiritual integration workshops, trauma therapy, and healing missions for your parish or diocese. Father David, another in our series, we're, we're beginning to wind down here, one more after this one, but winding down in our series on virtues and vices. Yeah. And... Today we have sloth, uprooting sloth by planting diligence in our lives. Diligence. We probably got to get a, a little broader definition of sloth before we move into any real uh, looking at it. You know, what sloth well, mean? Laziness? Let me what? Let me see. I'll find you one. I was looking in the catechism, actually. So I'm glad you asked. Let's. I lost my, lost my definition here. Sloth is um, laziness, even a spiritual laziness. I'm, I'm still mm. looking for the word, um, or for the definition in the book here, but. It talks about, it can even go so far as being a word that I'm unfamiliar with, but acedia. And I, I looked that word up and it says with acedia, we can even refuse the joy that comes from divine goodness. So, oh, yeah. So sloth we're is in a good really, area. <laughs> that's yeah. A good area to talk about, not a good area to live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so there's really a, um, I guess a lot of it comes from, there's an attraction and an, uh, and an, and an anti-attraction, distraction, but, but a distaste for, for the things that are good. So it's not, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm used to hearing the word sloth in terms of, um, yeah, just kind of equating it with, with laziness. You know, mm-hmm. like the animal of sloth, you know, yeah, you kind of laziness see is kind of a big kind of general term. But when you get into the spiritual life and the relationship and grace and your relationship with God, it uh, it takes a little bit more of a an understanding and what the sadia is and, and and how that's applied to 
our life with God. That's important. That's the central reality of our life, really. And when we're lazy, you know, if your your mom says to you, you know, you haven't taken the garbage out, you're just lazy. That's all it is. You know, that's not a sadia. It's just being humanly virtuous and not listening and being lazy. You know, so when you get into the spiritual realm, there's a a bigger. It's related to lazy, but it's there's a bigger consideration. There's a lot more issues involved. You know. Right, right, yeah, and it seems like you know because so I'm going to go over here to the catechism and um, catechism of the Catholic Church, and it talks about in there that um, virtue is the habitual and firm disposition to do good. That's Article 1833. So the habitual and firm disposition to to do good, and so it it seems like even those things in our simple human life of mom says, take out the garbage, take out the garbage. Um, those things that are required of us by our jobs or by our studies or chores or whatever, um, they, it's like lifting weights, right? It's, it, it causes us to exercise that muscle of doing good. Cause we can, you know, you can, sit around thinking that you have the disposition to do good, but when it's really, when it's challenged, right. And you actually have to put that into practice, then you find out if you really had the disposition or not. Yeah. So it's the truth of the matter. That's right. Yeah. When the rubber hits the road and you actually have to have to choose. So then it goes on in the catechism to talk a, a bit about the, uh, four cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And it seems in particular like diligence relates um, in a in a really close way um, to fortitude because fortitude ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy Ooh. in the pursuit of the good. That's article 1837. So it's that... Um, it's the, I don't just have a fluffy idea in my head that I have the disposition to do good, but um, it's it ensures that firmness and difficulty. So even if I don't feel like doing the, doing the good, I still can choose to do the good and actually do it, right? So, good. so my emotions don't have to determine if I carry out my duties or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like up, that. Yeah. 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 So there's a, so fortitude, right. Is that word so often just used interchangeably with strength. There's a, the, um, the strength to, to do that. There really seems like, um, there's a beauty in, in terms of that. It's kind of like the making actual that, um, that desire to do good. It's the, um, what would you call it? Like what transfers something from just being a, a fluffy thought or an ideal into practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That so, says it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, that's... so sloth would be like, it seems like, but like the contrary of that, like the breaking down. So, so you might have the thought that, that you um, have the desire to do the good, but when I'm putting it into practice. Yeah. That's where the rubber hits the road. That's huh? right. Right. You think, you think you have that, but 
but it fails to actually transfer over into to reality. Yeah. And, and that's where fortitude comes in. Yeah. Doing doing the doing the right thing with the strength, you using your strength to do right. the right thing. Yeah. Right. To be diligent. To diligent, be yeah. that to have, it's like there's like a constancy behind it, right? Uh, there's a uh -huh. constancy behind that, choosing the good, doing the good. In season, out of season, yeah. when we feel like it, when we don't feel like it, sometimes our emotions do not go along with in the direction of making it easy to to do the right thing or even just to do the mundane thing, you yeah. know, that that we're required to do. So diligence is is that. I'm I'm really fascinated by the word acedia and how the catechism talks about um, just how what a what a problem that can become, that it even causes us to um, to refuse the joy of divine goodness mm -hmm. and refuse the, you know, it's really like the the pleasure that comes from. <clears throat> excuse me from the relationship with the Lord. Like it can, yeah. so it can eat away at even our, our desire and orientation towards that. So it really right. kind of like really highlights how important diligence is when you look at yeah. sloth and acedia as contrary mm -hmm. to that. It's right down to the heart of the matter of the, if it's 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 how you're really in a sense, it's how you're really relating to the Lord. Uh, it's a spiritual thing. That's the sedia. It's a it's a, it's a spiritual laziness where consolation is pushed out the window and my self centeredness takes over, and I just don't feel like it, and I'm just going to lay here on the swing and do nothing, and I missed my prayer time today, and I didn't get the Eucharist for two weeks, but that's okay, uh, you know. And you go into this whole thing, and before you know it, you know you're you're uh, you've damaged seriously your relationship with God, and you've really turned in on yourself in a way that brings that sloth or that laziness uh, to bear. And then, and then you don't. Then you start to getting into the secondary features of self pity, and oh, that I'm no good anyhow. God doesn't really care for me. And then Satan says, "Yeah, that's right. He doesn't care for you. Get that straight, man." And then he's you're getting deception in and deceit, and oh, yeah, it it just mushrooms into uh, you know sloppiness, uh, a spiritual and an ascetical sloppiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a sad story, Father David. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's why the spiritual writers, the spiritual fathers, especially in the early uh, days of asceticism and the ideal, uh, they they're big. They're big on that. They they warn you against it all the time. You you know, and they always have to be checking yourself and making sure that you're responding to grace and that your human faculties are operating in conjunction with the grace that's given, and and especially. In one's attraction to God, I mean, if you if you all of a sudden inside just shut off any kind of real attraction to God, you shut everything down, and right. well, then what happens is you start the deterioration process as head if spiritually, and but then and but if that's what happens, and then be, uh, gradually you justify it, and you you lose your position, and you 
more and more wander in the forest and you get lost and then all kind of bad things can happen to you. Yeah. You know, as we're talking, I'm just picturing like a person standing there and on one side, or maybe in front of them is divine goodness is, is goodness. Right. And then behind them is their, um, their own emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And, emo- and this isn't to say emotions are bad because emotions no, are just no. information. Right. But if we choose like self-pleasure, I guess that would be kind of more the thing. So there's goodness and then there's um, there's what feels good to me at a given time, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, we're, if we turn towards goodness, true goodness, ultimate goodness is God. God is, Bonaventure would say, such great goodness that no greater goodness can be conceived of. And so there's, so there's that, or there's what feels good to me in a given moment. And, and that would be towards, so towards divine goodness, there's, there's a diligence in pursuing the goodness, even the incremental goodness or things that are, you know, obviously anything other than God's going to be less good than God, but it still keeps us oriented in the direction of goodness, right? That would be diligence and mm-hmm. choosing, choosing those those little difficult things keeps us turned in that direction. But if I'm turning towards what pleases me or feels good in a, in a given moment, then my orientation turns towards sloth. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we, and I guess if we become like so fixed in that direction of just what feels good to me in a given moment, then it would make sense that we would have a harder and harder and harder time choosing the ultimate goodness, right? Choosing mm-hmm. God. You, you so. lose the taste yeah. for God and the taste for spiritual things. And then, of course, the negative features of the soul take over gradually, deceptively. And you just got less and less attracted until you really have developed a uh, conditional distance where the operation of grace and responding to God and closeness and love and affection for him just doesn't even play a, a, a role in the picture of our relationship. And then, you know, and then God is pushed off to the, the uh, further borders of uh, our mind and our being. And then all kind of bad things can, can happen if it goes on as a state of being for months and months and months. You know, you could lose a vocation over that. You could uh, harm others t- tremendously and harm yourself to a way that would take a super effort to repair it, you know, and uh, yeah. and there's a sinfulness involved in all that, of course, you know. You know, it really helps to, um, in talking about this, like even just, I mean, it's silly, but, you know, doing chores around the house, especially as a single person, especially as a single, you know, my state in life currently. And, um, you know, especially when, when work is so busy and so demanding and and draining in a lot of ways, even though I love it, but, um, but it's that, that choosing to get out of bed and make my bed, choosing to clean up the house because nobody's going to come tell me to do it. Right. I live by myself. Mm -hmm. My roommate's not going to kick me out. Right. (laughs) That would be me. I am my roommate. So, um, but it, there's a there's a, a there's a choosing the good 
in that. There's a diligence in that, even in those things that can seem mundane or even those things that can seem less attractive um, in terms of, you know, um, like rote prayers, right? Like praying divine office or praying the rosary or things that, that where there's not necessarily a lot of um, sense of consolation about them. And yet in the diligence that it requires to choose to do those things that we're told these, these are graced things and, and held up to us that in the choosing of that, that it orients us towards the good instead of just because if I just choose to pray in this, you know, in any given way that pleases me, then it can just be more of a, really a self-interest mm-hmm. in things, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, it's helpful to me having this conversation because it shows me the, um, I guess a word that would be oriented towards this conversation would be discipline, right? Yeah. Diligence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spiritual discipline. discipline. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because then self-absorption takes over. Mm-hmm. And then when self-absorption takes over, then we excuse ourselves for all kind of faults. And, you know, we never look at ourselves as being the, the source and root of it all. And then and then we open the door to temptation and we open the door to demonic influence. Uh, the, all those things happen. It's it's a hard thing. That's why the, the church fathers, those especially that went into places of contemplation, they harangue against this idea of a negative nature. And uh, they and the slothfulness and uh, in the spiritual life, and in the uh, religious life, just uh, really in a sense, uh, it basically destroys your vocation. And what it's like a cancer that eats away at you spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically, and even in your relationships with those around you. And, uh, you can see the um, even the practical, mundane, if you will, things of life, though how much they train us in terms of fostering that discipline discipline you know yeah even if it's making your bed right or even if it's cleaning things up or you know whatever washing mm-hmm. the dishes or, or stuff like that there's a discipline that's required that then when when we exercise that muscle you know like again back to the catechism um mm-hmm. Article 1832, virtues, a habitual and firm disposition to do good. So you can see like the exercising of that muscle in terms of choosing the good, even if it's the good of my bed being made or my dishes being washed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's easier, um, incrementally easier to have self-mastery, right? So that yeah. I go and I practice contemplation or I pray the prayers I'm committed to pray that kind of thing right so Mm -hmm. the so it's not just um spiritual sloth or spiritual discipline or i'm sorry diligence but even in the practical it orients us towards moving in that direction right those things almost like a picture it's like lifting weights right where we have like that self-mastery is self-mastery so now if i've the whole person's affected that's right that's right person tilios the whole person well, so I'm choosing, um, you know, the more I exercise the muscle of choosing to do what might feel distasteful to me, though I know is good, then the easier I, the more I do that in practical everyday things around me, the more I'm going to be able to do that in terms of prayer. Right. Right. 
And the book of Hebrews talks about, is there there a feeling of difficulty or, yeah, it says discipline is hard for a while, but when a person works through that or pushes through that, then the the fruitfulness comes out the other end. And then discipline becomes a a means of uh, just really advancing tremendously in our relationship with God and our faithfulness to our call and vocation. That's great. That's great. There's such a... You know, again, back in the catechism, it talks about how the four cardinal virtues, the reason they're called cardinal virtues is because they they foster the other ones. And um, so you can see just in terms of the, the four cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance, the relationship that, that those things have to all the virtues that we've been talking about yeah. in this series. It's it's really beautiful the interplay between those things because as we talk about them it becomes um, kind of difficult to where does one stop and the other one start yeah right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why do they call them that you know and they're all related for sure because they're dealing with the whole person in relationship yeah yeah the wholesomeness and yeah that's why that whole our, our culture of connection and our the uh, the culture of compassion that we experience is all part of discipline. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, discipline isn't just this kind of rigid thing we do that's so tasteful. We just squint until we get it all done. That's not it, because when you're really flowing in the in the culture of compassion, and then what happens is you feel the grace taking the discipline and turning it into something positive and fruitful Mm -hmm. and you start seeing the fruitfulness coming from discipline and the advantage in your relationship with the lord and your depth of love for him and his love for you and then that flowing that out to our brothers and sisters in the relationships we have there's uh that's all connected up yeah well you know uh, uh, to me it always goes back to in one John, like, it's not that we love God, but that he first loved us, you know? And so just, so then even just in terms of receiving from the Lord, his love for me, that's, that's, what's going to orient me towards him. You know, Mm -hmm. if I have to orient myself towards God without first starting from a place of it's his love, right? It's his love. It's his initiative. That's so attractive. And so it's always our, we're always responding to that yeah and if we give into this that negative feature of asadia if you give into that then we don't we don't catch the attraction we don't catch the love we don't we don't we don't get of a in at the center of our soul there's some like an emptiness or just a distaste in some cases even and we don't catch the connection we don't catch the connection we don't taste the sweetness of compassion and we don't move into the uh, dynamism of mercy that really brings fruitfulness yeah compassion that that he is suffering with us right in whatever our difficulty might be just receiving that compassion from the lord and then moving out in compassion Mm -hmm. towards others so everything then has to be moderated. Moderation 
you know, that we used to have one of our friars, he'd always say, moderation, moderation, that's my cry. I just hope that I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hang on to hang on to that one because the <laughs> the next podcast we'll do not for today. The next one is about temperance and um, uh, my goodness, what is it? Temperance, temperance, fortitude. No, no, no. Like I'm thinking, what's the what's the vice? For the for for gluttony, uh, gluttony, gluttony, gluttony. Oh, that's, gluttony. That's that's next time. That's next time. Oh my! Let's oh, not my. go there yet. Let's not. No, go there. we won't go there. We can say a lot about that. You know. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But that's but that moderation comes in there, right? Yeah, so, oh for yeah. sure. But that's it comes it, it comes also like a person that's always spending time in chapel and do, and, and neglecting every other duties and relating naked negative yeah. to other other people's, you know, there and then that's that's not moderation. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not holiness either, you know. Right. Right. It can be it there can be just as much me 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 in the middle of all of that oh, as anything yeah. else. Yeah. Aren't we complicated? <laughs> exceedingly so yeah. exceedingly so fearfully and wonderfully made though yeah fearfully and wonderfully made yeah uh, divine destiny no question god has beautiful things in store for us because of his love for us amen father could you lead us in a prayer asking the lord to increase our diligence sure we'd be glad to Father, we thank you for the time and opportunity to open to look at these things because when we see the connection and we see how this all works out in a, a, a better and a better way of life, of grace, a better way of life of relationship, a better way of life of living with the people that we love and care for, it's important for us, Father. So we pray that you would give us the grace of diligence and the necessary movements of the heart and of the spirit so that we really, in a sense, understand spiritual freedom and the joy of living in your life and loving you and loving you in our brothers and sisters and working forward to that kind of holiness that's gonna glorify, glorify the Father and lead us to the fullness of salvation. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.